The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investments goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We are in the money, the skies are sunny, an old man recession, you are through, you have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market. We're going to talk about jobs today, inflation. We talk about social security, long-term care, estate planning, you name it. We talk about it, and we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception because we have a ton of boring financial stuff to talk about. But before we do that, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morafe, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack. And I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. I love it. Yes, I do. And we are a firm that uh, specializes in retirement planning. So our job is one of the most fun jobs in the world, in my view. And that is we help to facilitate what we call people's second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to go and play and have fun and enjoy and not worry about all this boring financial stuff, not get stressed out. Let us do the worrying for you. And this show is designed to do that. Now, our website is rpoa.com. And if you go there, um, you can uh, uh, have this show. You can uh, subscribe to the show, have it podcasted to you. You can get it from uh, whatever streaming services you use, most likely. Money Matters with Ken Morafe is there. And uh, we're up to almost 20,000 subscribers now. It's like unbelievable. We're growing so rapidly. And if you haven't subscribed, well, go do it. Have it delivered to you. You can listen to the show on your schedule. And uh, also at our website, we have tons of information on retirement planning, social security, all that good stuff. Stuff. So it's rpoa.com. Um, so let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, jobs numbers came out on Friday, and uh, very interestingly, they were better, but they were worse. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Well, they were better than they were before, but they were worse than expected. <laughs> 
And so we're going to go over what that's all about because, you know, without the labor force being back to work, it's going to be very hard for this economy to get back to where it was. It's going to be very hard for companies to make profits like they were making and the stock market to continue going up and all those kind of things. So we'll kind of bring it all together for you in our first segment. In a second segment, we're going to talk about how to calculate what we call your magic number. Okay, so we, the, the magic number is the amount of money that we think you're going to need to be able to support the lifestyle that you want for the rest of your life. Okay, so it's your magic number. And so we're going to go over that with you. So you'll probably, if, you're, if it's available to you, get a pencil and a paper ready and an eraser and, and a calculator. <laughs> and you'll be ready to calculate your magic number. And we want to help you uh, understand what that is. If you have it, then maybe you can retire. And if you don't, then maybe you need to build a plan to get there. We'll talk all about that. Now, also, one of the things that, uh, you know, we always say is that one of the worst enemies you have to your financial well-being, one of them, is you. It's the person that you see when you look in the mirror in the morning when you shave or you're putting on your makeup or whatever it may be. That is potentially your worst enemy. Your health could change. Your ability to manage your affairs could change. Your ability to take care of yourself could change. And so we want to talk about long-term care insurance, which we think is a very important part of your retirement plan. And we're going to talk about what you should consider before you buy long-term care insurance. Okay, We're going to try to make you an informed consumer. Now, also, one of the things that uh, is fundamental, foundational, if not, I, I, might, I might say, to our uh, philosophy of how we manage money is that we don't believe that you should just buy and hold. We believe that buy and hold is actually disastrous. It can actually have you run out of money. And we have two goals for you. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And as I said before, we also want you to have financial peace of mind. But if you're running out of money, you're not going to have financial peace of mind, and you're violating the first one, which is your money lasts as long as you do. So we want to we want to do everything we can to have that not happen to you. And so buy and hold is, in our view, not a, a very good thing, because if you have a big bad bear market like 2008 or Y2K or many others, those could have such a detrimental effect on your retirement planning that you may not be able to retire or you may have to unretire or, or cut way back on your standard of living, none of which I think you want. So our belief is you buy, you hold, and you sell, and we've named it invest and protect. That is our strategy. And uh, the contrary opinion to that that you may have heard is, no, you should stay in forever. You should never sell anything. Just stay in your long-term investor. And what you may have heard is a statement that I'm actually going to start and you have heard it so often that you're going to finish it for me. Okay, you ready? All right, so don't ever sell anything because you haven't lost any money unless you sell. Right. Now, where did that come from? Why would anybody tell you that? Why, you haven't lost any money unless you sell. Think about why somebody would say that and wonder if there's a conflict of interest there or not. But anyway, we'll talk about that later on in the show and go over why we think you should protect your money because you want it to last as long as you do and you want to have uh, financial peace of mind. Now, you know what, Jack? Most shows would just stop there. Most shows would say, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Somebody stop me.
But on this show, do we stop right there? No, we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And this, and, and by the way, that's the, the art shall I say, of estate planning is how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And so we're going to talk about uh, reviewing and updating your estate plan at about 10 till. We'll give you some things that you should think about and, uh, and maybe implement. So we have a great show lined up for you, and I know you're going to stay tuned for the entire program because you do that. You're wonderful, and we love you for that. Um, I want to just talk real quickly because there's, there's a very important event that's going to happen here in about two weeks. Um, and uh, I just want you guys to be prepared for it because it's massive. It's huge. And, uh, you know, you want to get your shopping done now because my birthday is coming up on October 22nd. And, uh, you know, if you don't go get your shop, if you haven't gotten it done already and you wait till the last second, you're going to be stuck in the traffic jams at the malls. I mean, you're, you're going to find that what you wanted to buy me is already sold out. You just don't want that. So my, my uh, advice to you is go get that shopping done now, and, and that way you won't, you won't face the rush at, at the end. Okay? So just, just a, a word to the wise. Hey, a lot of this is ad lib, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Made it all up. So let's talk about the jobs. You know, there, there's two numbers that uh, we look at, and, and one of them we discount, uh, and that is the unemployment rate. And the other one is the one that we actually look at because we think it's more important. And so the unemployment rate is the number of people who are seeking a job who don't have one. Now, the important word there is seeking in that sentence, because if you were seeking a job and then you decided, you know what, I'm never going to get a job, I give up, and you quit seeking, then the moment you're not seeking a job, you're not unemployed anymore. You're retired. <laughs> so the unemployment rate can go down because people have given up looking for a job. They just they figure they can't get it or they don't want a job or whatever it may be. So the unemployment rate is a little bit deceiving in our view. There's another number, which is the labor participation rate. Now, that is, we think, the most important number to look at because what it tells you is of the people who are of working age, how many of those people are actually working? And that number actually went up. Now, it went up a tiny bit. It went up from 61.6% to 61.7%. So it's basically kind of the same, but it did go up which means that there are fewer, as a percentage of the population, people that are, are working, of working age. Now, take that number and reverse it. It means that about 38% of the population of, this, of working age people in this country are not working. They're not. And the problem with that is we have all these containers, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of containers with all kinds of product, and nobody there to, to move it. Nobody there to work, and the restaurants can't fill jobs, and they can't make money if they can't have people working there, and they got to shut down twice a week because there's no workers. So our economy is stalling, and that's why we've had this volatility over the last few weeks because of this dynamic of the supply is there, but getting it to us, the consumer who wants to buy it, is a problem. Now, we think that will work itself out, but in the short run, we think there's going to be a lot of uh, um, volatility, 
And then to add to the whole mix, we have our, our friendly people at the government who are fighting over the debt ceiling, and they keep extending it and kicking the can down the road. And by the way, for those of you who've been around long enough, you've seen this movie three times before. Okay, I, I can already tell you what the ending is, but I'll let you guess. They're, they're going to they're gonna pass it. It's going to happen, but it's going to be a lot of posturing and theatrics and uh, all that stuff. So overall, we think there's still positive upside for, the, uh, for, for your investments, and we think you should be invested right now. No time to panic or do anything to, uh, to get out or do anything like that. Now, one of the things I mentioned earlier is that our philosophy of uh, invest, protect is extremely important in our view. And, you know, there are a lot of things that could cause the market to crash right now. I mean, inflation is high. We may not solve this supply chain thing. These people may not go back to work. It may become permanent unemployment. I hope it doesn't happen, but it could. Uh, there are all kinds of things that could happen. China's economy is, is uh, not doing very well. Their manufacturing fell off a cliff. So there's a lot of uh, what they call headwinds that could cause bad things. So if you don't have a strategy to protect yourself, then go to our website. It's rpoa.com and learn more about it. Better yet, attend our seminars. We have virtual seminars that you can attend and uh, learn about retirement planning strategies and make yourself a better consumer. So it's all at rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to calculate your magic number. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. So this segment here, I want to talk with you about how to calculate your magic number. Now, your magic number is the amount of money that we feel is th that you're going to need to support the lifestyle that you want. Okay, and if you know what that number is, then you can it can help decide whether you're going to retire, or it can help decide that maybe you need to roll your sleeves up and do some more work before you retire. Okay, so let's talk about how you do that. So basically, it's a cash flow exercise. It's a math problem, uh, and so what we do is we start off with your income. So we want we we and and by the way, if you come in to visit with us and and as a prospective client, then we go through this exercise with you every time. All right. So the first thing we want you to do is to come prepared with all the sources of income that you will have during your retirement. Okay. So that might be Social Security, for example. Maybe you have a pension. So we want to know all the sources of income that are not your investments. Okay, so you might have real estate that pays uh, rent. You might have a farm that you get some income from. You may have a rich uncle that uh, gives you money every year. Ha! Cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Um, so you get. So you look at. We add up all your sources of income. All right. And now what we do is we want to know what all of the expenses that you're going to have. And by the way, these are the expenses you will have when you are retired and the income you will have when you are retired. Okay, So we want to know what your expenses will be. So if you live in the big city and it's all expensive right now, but when you retire, you're going to move uh, to some place that's less expensive, we want to know what your expenses will be at that new place that's less expensive. Okay, Now, a lot of times when we ask people, you know, what do you, what's your cost of living, what are your expenses – you know, I, I remember a conversation where uh, this gentleman said, well, we live on $1,000 a month. And I was like, okay, I don't think you do that. And he goes, well, we do. And I said, okay, explain. Well, he goes, my utility bill, uh, you know, uh, and, and my, my gas, and, and that's it. And I said, okay, but do you have fun? Do you do anything for fun? He goes, well, I play golf. 
All right, well, how much does that cost? Do you like to travel? Yeah, we travel. Well, how much does that cost? Do you give money to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs? Well, as a matter of fact, we give them $10,000 a year. Okay, well, we need to add that in too. What about your property taxes? Do you pay those every year? Yeah, I do. Okay, so we got to add that in too. Charitable deductions. You give money to charity? Well, yeah, we got to add that in too. So everything that you spend money on, we count as part of your cost of living. Okay, so we want to get a grasp of what that is, and that's sometimes a fun exercise. So we, you know, when we visit with people, sometimes we get the engineering type or the accountant type, and they come and they've got spreadsheets and they've got it down, and they say, "Yep, my cost of living is four thousand two hundred fifty-three dollars and sixty-three cents." And then we have other people who have like no clue. They come with like a shoebox full of stuff. <laughs> we have to like wade through it and figure out what their cost of living is. I'll tell you an easy uh, uh, way of doing it: is take your paycheck what your take-home pay is. And out of that take-home pay, how much of that do you save and how much do you spend? And when I say save, I mean save not to be spent later. And what, what that number is will tell you very closely what your cost of living is and your expenses. So now, once you know what your income is, you want to take your income and subtract from that your expenses. And if you're like most of our clients, what will happen is you'll have a negative number. So your income might be uh, 30000 but your expenses are 70000 And so the difference is you have a minus 40000 Okay? So what happens there? You take the 40000 that difference, and you multiply it by 25. So if your deficit in this situation that I gave is $40,000, you multiply that by 25, and the answer is your magic number, in our view, is $1 million, okay? <laughs> that was my Austin Powers imitation, by the way. Now, if you say it a different way, what it means is, is that if you have a $1 million and you took 4% of that, that would be the 40000 Okay, so 4% of something is the same as, you know, multiply, uh, uh, as, as dividing it by 25, all right? So if you, have a, if you have a deficit, if the income is less than your expenses, then take that number, that negative number that you just came up with, multiply it by 25, and that should give you a very close estimate of what the amount of money you need to have to retire on. Now, if you have that number of already, then likely is you can retire. Congratulations. Now, if you don't have that number, then guess what? We got to build a plan to get you there because we want you to do that. <laughs> okay, so do we need to add more to your 401k? Do we need to re rearrange your expenses? You know, that's what we do. We plan. We, we help people to get there. That's our job and we enjoy doing it. We want to do it for you. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com and uh, click on meet with an advisor. And if you do that, then we'll have you visit with one of our retirement planners. And we're doing those virtually and in person. So depending on your preference, we can do that. And uh, what we want to do is go through and build for you a retirement plan cash flow. We want to answer questions about Social Security. We want to answer questions about your 401k, you know, and all those kind of things. They're important decisions that you need to make correctly. And we want to guide you through all of that if we can. And we want to do it all at no charge or obligation. And if we can help you, that is just fantastic. We're so happy. And if we cannot, that's fine too. Okay. So either way, there's no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And you know what? Bogey is absolutely correct. We will part friends regardless of what happens. So uh, take advantage of that. Now, if you want to as well, we, we uh, podcast the show, as I said, so you can subscribe to the show and get it delivered. Uh, we have lots of videos. We have lots of articles that you can go there. We, we want to be a resource for your retirement planning and help you as much as we can. 
we believe in karma. We believe it. The more you put out, more, the more good you put out, the more you uh, get in return. And so we want to help as many people as we can. So go to our website. It's rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you should consider before you buy long-term care insurance. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayfe. And uh, we're going to talk in this segment about uh, factors to consider before buying long-term care insurance. And, you know, it's expensive. Let me just tell you that up front. Long-term care insurance is expensive. And a lot of times, you know, people balk at that. But look at it this way. Let's say your premium is uh, $3,000, let's call it $4,000 a month or a year, I mean. <laughs> and, and so you're thinking, man, that's a lot of money. Okay, so $4,000. And you go 15 years without filing a claim. And then in the 16th year, you become incapacitated and you need to file. So you spent $60,000 in premiums. You're going to get most likely that $60,000 back in that first year you filed a claim. So we look at it as portfolio insurance. Okay. How very interesting. It is very interesting. We look at it as portfolio insurance because, as, as I've said many times, one of the worst enemies you have to your financial well-being is the person you see in the mirror. Okay, when you look in the mirror and you see yourself, your health, your inability to, uh, to, to help to manage yourself could cost a lot of money and can put a huge hole in your retirement plans. So we think that long-term care insurance has a place and should be explored. So let's talk about uh, what you now, – now, if you are somebody who has over $2.5 million – uh, I'm sorry, if you have over $1.5 million of your own invested liquid cash, then we think that you're kind of on the edge of where you may not uh, need it. You may be able to afford it to yourself, but you should still look at it in our view. So the first thing you want to look at is you want to look at the cost. And that in, right now, as of uh, last year, it's in some places, it's as high as $95,000 a year for a semi-private nursing home room. $95,000 a year. That's a, a cost I think most people cannot uh, 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 carry the burden of. So make sure that you talk to a specialist, and we are specialists, by the way, uh, to determine what options fit your circumstances, um, okay? And then also compare policies and read all the fine print. How long is the exclusion period before the policy begins paying benefits? What capacities must you lose? You know, there's a, they have what we call uh, activities of daily living. How many years of care are covered, okay? Also investigate the company. Many companies have gone out of business or left the business altogether. So make sure you're with a company that is going to be there for the long haul. Don't insist on getting the top of the line plan. They're very expensive. You may not need that. Okay. One thing for sure, don't stop paying premiums on a policy you already have because you're about to get a new one. Wait till the new one's enforced before you do that. Okay. Don't keep your long-term care plans a secret. Make photocopies of the first two pages and give those to somebody who's going to be responsible for you if you become incapacitated. And also, you're not getting any younger. Apply sooner than later. Okay. You'll never be younger than you are today, and your health could change, and you may be unable to buy that insurance in the future. So buy, look at it now. Look at policies for couples. You can get discounts if you buy it as a couple. And then, of course, uh, the ninth thing that I think you should do is you should review your long-term care plans or policies every year Okay, and re re revisit those. So those are some tips for you. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, uh, if you go... <laughs> Yes. 
if you go to our website, we have uh, uh, two things that I'd like you to do. Uh, one, well, one of the three things. You subscribe to our podcast, have the show podcasted to you. Uh, you'll enjoy it uh, at your leisure. Uh, number two is uh, you can attend our virtual seminars. We have a bunch of them on there. We have one on Social Security. We have one on, uh, uh, on the, the, the soup to nuts on the uh, retirement planning, at least what we think is soup to nuts, and, uh, and, and strategies for you there. And then you also have the ability to visit with one of our retirement planners. Now, if you do that, then uh, we'll schedule a time to visit with you virtually or in person, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll build a social security plan with you, a retirement plan, a 401k plan, a cash flow plan, an income tax plan. We'll help you with all those things. We'll do it at no charge or obligation. So go I love there. You, man. <laughs> so go to rpoa.com and uh, avail yourself of all of that good stuff. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about you haven't lost any money unless you stay tuned. We'll answer that when we come back. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And our goal for you is we want to facilitate your second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to go play and have fun. And if that means laying on, you know, when you were a little kid, did you uh, ever lay on the grass and look at the clouds and you had your best friend next to you and you were like, does that look like a cow to you or is that a pig or whatever? And you were doing that or maybe you were laying on the beach and... Well, we want you to do that again, except this time maybe with your grandchild or your spouse or your uh, important other person. And we want you to enjoy life and the fruits of your labor. And we call it, as I said, your second childhood without parental supervision. And uh, one of the and, and, and the subset of that is we have two additional goals, which are part of that, which is one, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And what we tell our clients is we want to worry about all this so you don't have to. But secondly, we want your money to last as long as you do. And so many, in fact, I would say almost all of the strategies, the thought process, the philosophies that we have with regard to managing our clients' monies all come under the umbrella of what we call invest and protect. It's our strategy to invest and protect. And, you know, the, the traditional one you've probably heard a lot is buy and hold. Right? You buy good quality investments, you diversify, and then you hold it forever and your job is done. And we believe that that is just truly not a good idea. I'm going to go into something about that with you here in just a moment. But um, yeah, we believe that you shouldn't just buy and hold. You should also have a strategy to sell and protect yourself. You're a persistent cuss, pilgrim. Yes, I am, Duke. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we believe in that, and uh, it's and our investment protect strategy actually told us to uh, uh, advise our clients to sell all of their equities in November of 2007, which was right before the 2008 uh, crash, a year before Lehman actually crashed, uh, and then also uh, last year when the pandemic uh, on uh, in early March, our strategy said to get out as well, and this was even before the pandemic was officially announced. So uh, our strategy is designed to protect. And uh, we believe that because if you are retired or retiring soon, you know, protecting what you spent your life building and saving and scrimping and sacrificing for, we think that's important. And uh, so, and I, and also, I would say that uh, you know, Inc. Uh, Inc. Magazine put us on their 5,000 fastest growing companies list actually twice. Uh, and uh, I think it's a, gr a great deal of that is because our philosophy of invest and protect resonates with you, people who are over 50, retired, retiring soon, and you agree with that. 
And those of you who went through 2008 and went through Y2K, you know what that feels like. And you don't want to do that when you're within five years of retirement or you're already retired. You don't want to feel that feeling where your money is dropping like a stone and you don't know if it's going to ever stop and you could run out of money and it's just terrible. And I wouldn't want that on anybody. Now, our philosophy is contrary to the traditional buy and hold philosophy. And so there are many things that uh, the buy and hold people say uh, to convince you that you should never sell anything ever. And I wrote a book about it, and uh, one, of, one of the what I called buy-hold myths that they propagate upon you uh, is this one. And so I'm going to start it, and then you, because you have heard it so many times, are going to finish it for me. Okay, so I'm going to start it, you finish it. And it goes like this. No, 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 don't ever, ever sell any of your investments, no matter how far they're dropping and how bad it is, because you haven't lost any money unless you sell. Right. So unless you sell, you haven't lost any money. Well, I mean, if that was me and I, and I had an advisor or somebody who told me that, I haven't lost any money unless I've sold. Well, I haven't sold anything, but I'm, I'm looking on my statement and it's down. I've lost money. No, no, no. You haven't lost any money because you haven't sold anything. Well, but my statement says I'm down. <laughs> you know, I can only live on what my statement says. I can't live on, on whatever the money was before I, it went down. I can only live on that. But, you know, if I haven't lost any money and I haven't sold anything, then where is it? Do you have it in a drawer back there? Can you just go get it for me and put it back in my account and we'll just call this a day? Well, no, I can't get it because it's not in a drawer. I don't have it. So then I did lose money. Well, no, you didn't because you haven't sold. It's inane. It makes no sense. I mean, I don't even believe that, that people can possibly imagine that this is something that you would agree with. And, you know, I can give you examples of where it's not the case. You know, those of you who've been around for a while, you may remember Enron. Enron froze people's, their, their employees' accounts. Those employees were not allowed to sell. And when Enron went under, guess what happened to those people's money? And did they sell? No, they didn't sell anything because they couldn't. They were locked out of it, and yet they lost all their money, the people that were invested in Enron stock. So the, the, the notion that you won't lose any money unless you sell to me, you know, whenever somebody says something that I think is illogical and they're really selling me it, I kind of look at them and I think to myself, why are they saying that? What's the, what's the agenda behind that? And I'll let you figure out why somebody would not want you to sell their investments uh, ever. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you think of a reason why they would not want you to do that? Hmm. I'll let you figure that one out. But anyway, our belief system is that you should sell and you should get out and you should protect yourself. And the question I get asked often is, okay, well, if I'm going to sell when, the, you know, when bad times come and I'm going to get out, where do I put my money? Where do I go? Well, there are two places that we like in that scenario. One is cash. Okay, and when I say cash, I mean a money market fund for most of you. And, and, and that's a, a time when there's an old expression, you know, cash is king. And there are times when cash is king. And if you're in cash, and yes, you're not going to make any money, it's zero interest rate, I get it. But, you know, ben Franklin once, Benjamin Franklin once said that a penny earned is a penny saved. And, you know, the S&P 500 index in 2008 went down 57%. 
And if you avoided that, if you saved losing 57%, in my view, you made 57%. So a penny saved is a penny earned. So don't get hung up on uh, interest rates and all that. Get hung up on protecting what you've built so that you can live to fight another day. There's no doubt about it. I believe there is no doubt about that. So um, now, if you'd like to learn more about all of this, if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com, and you can do several things there. You can uh, attend a seminar. We have uh, virtual seminars on a variety of topics. The one that I think might be of interest to you uh, right now would be, you know, retirement planning during these uh, unprecedented times. I mean, we're coming out of a pandemic, I think, and uh, you know, how do you manage your way through that? How do you retire if you if you want to? How do you stay retire if you want to do that? And uh, so we talk about inflation. We talk about income taxes. We talk about social security, your 401k, diversification. Do you have enough money to retire on? We have so much information at that seminar that I think you'll benefit from it. So if you go to the website, you can sign up for that. It's rpoa.com, and uh, we hope you'll benefit from it. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. So this is the part of the show we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor, and it's called estate planning. And this week, we're going to go over with you some of the things that might prompt you to update your estate plan, okay? And uh, so we're going to go through that. But first, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Though my pocket may be empty, I'd be a millionaire. And of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches. And you know, the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags, and we do not want that to happen to you. And so every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So this week, we're going to talk about some of the things that could cause you to want to update your estate plan. All right, and I'm going to go through them kind of quickly because there's a lot of them and there's only so much time. So the first one is if you have the birth or adoption of a new child or a grandchild, or if a grandchild or your child becomes an adult. You know, we talked about last week, if when your child goes off to college and they reach majority, your estate planning doesn't, doesn't help them anymore. They got to have their own, okay? So Another uh, uh, reason to review is death or change in circumstances of the guardian you named in your will for if you have minor children. Changes in the number of dependents, such as an addition of, of caring for an adult. Change in you or your spouse's financial situation or other goals. A marriage or a divorce, illness, or disability of your spouse. Change in your life or long-term care insurance coverage. Per, if you purchased a home or a large asset. Borrowing a large amount of money or taking on liability for any other reason that you might have, okay? So if you have liabilities, you may want to look at how to create trusts and those kind of things. Also, if you have a large increase or decrease in the value of your assets, you know, real estate has just gone crazy, crazy, crazy over the last uh, year or so. Right, your house may, in some places, it's gone up by four or five times. If that's the case, you've got a super valuable asset there. Maybe you need to start thinking about some estate planning for that. Um, also, you could have a decrease in the value of stuff. I don't know what has decreased lately with all the inflation we're having, but something could have. And if that's if that's such a case, then uh, you might want to also change your estate plan. Now, also, if you receive an inheritance, 
So those of you who have received an inheritance or a large gift, that also may make you want to go back and revisit your estate plan. So the other thing also is, and our friends in the government, they tend to change the tax laws, you know, every time they, they put on a new pair of pants or, or, or a dress. So now, you know, we have changes coming. President Biden wants to change them. So when there are changes in the federal and state uh, laws, make sure you review your plan. If you have a family member that passes away or becomes ill or becomes disabled, if the trustee or executor you chose dies or they decide they don't want to, if your career changes, if you get a new job or a promotion or you start a business or you sell a business. So those are just some of the things that should cause you to say, hmm, I need to go back and revisit my will, revisit my estate planning to make sure that it's up to speed. I'm glad we had this talk. Me too. You know, generally we, we recommend that at least every three years you should review your uh, your estate plan if nothing and none of those things have happened but i suspect that it's real difficult not to have at least one of those things happen anyway uh make sure you talk with your professionals you talk with uh, uh, your attorney when it comes to your estate planning make sure you do it right all right now you know what um i want to go over with you we have a seminar coming up uh virtually next week on retirement planning during these uncertain times. Now that we're coming out of the pandemic, uh, or so it looks like, uh, we want to help you to think about your social security strategies. We want to help you to think about your income tax strategies. Also, we talk in the seminar about how to determine if you have enough money to retire on. We talk about if you should, uh, uh, how to build your cash flow plan. We talk about how to fight inflation, which right now is on a tear. We consider inflation a dastardly, nefarious, inscrutable enemy. And if you don't defeat it, it will defeat you. So we're going to talk about what we think is the best investment to use to fight inflation with. We're also, and by the way, it's not gold. <laughs> and then we're also going to talk about at the seminar uh, strategies on where you should get your money from if you're, if you're going to retire, sources of income. So we have lots and lots of information for you. We also uh, talk about, I think I may have mentioned, but when and how to take Social Security. We have all kinds of thoughts and processes there for you as well. So go to our website. It's rpoa.com. Sign up for the seminar. We hope you'll benefit from it. Now, oh, dear. That's too wonderful to be true. Well, Dorothy, it actually isn't it, because it's true. So it's not too wonderful to be true. Sorry, sorry to break it to you. <laughs> now, if you if you want to bypass all that and you want to go directly to the source, then when you're on the website, you can also click on Meet with an Advisor. And if you do that, then we'll schedule a time either to visit with you in person or virtually, and uh, we'll go over and help you to build your retirement plan, no charge or obligation. And again, if we can help you, we're, we're so happy. And if we can't, we'll tell you that too. Either way, no charge, no obligation, and we'll part friends. Okay? So, I don't know how to say I thank you, except I thank you. Well, Frankie, you are welcome. So take advantage of all of that. Go to rpoa.com. Well, you know what? The show's over already. Well, I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered
offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Murray or MMWKM Advisors, LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.